And we are back. And we just finished watching 1973's The Exorcist with a runtime of two hours and 12 minutes. It's rated R. It's tagged as horror thriller. This is currently streaming on Netflix. That's where we saw it, right? Yeah. And is based on a novel by... William Peter Blatty. William Peter Blatty, right. Which, trivia, I read this many, many years ago. I don't know how true it is, but apparently he was trying to shop a screen... No, he was trying to shop the novel, and no one wanted to buy it, and someone suggested that he make it into a screenplay, and I guess this is how it got into William Friedkin's hands. So the movie went on to do very well at the box office it garnered a couple of academy awards i thought it was the opposite i thought it was, he was he wanted to do a screenplay and they they said no and then he wrote a book no oh wait no because i think the book came after i don't know i don't know i should have looked this trivia i should have looked this trivia up i could swear up. though i could swear though he wanted to shop the novel I but nobody was... wanted to buy it. So someone said, we'll make a screenplay of it. And it's funny, many, many years ago, I had I, I used to do this thing with a friend where we would go to used bookstores and just go to like the dollar bins. And I actually bought this book and it was like, it was like a crazy old copy, probably from the 70s. I read it in like a day. And the funny thing about the book was the book is exactly like the movie. There is no deviation from it. The book is the movie and vice versa. You know, I, I think I remember seeing an old copy of that in my parents' house growing up like, yeah. the entire time. So yeah. yeah. I remember buying it. It was like in the dollar bin or something. And I was like, oh, I was always curious to see how far from back when I had time to read. Mm-hmm how far from the movie the book was and i was really surprised at how just faithful it was how faithful it was yeah well i think lady also writes the screenplay for this i think so yeah so yeah so that makes sense i should probably figure that out but i'm pretty sure that's how i read it that he originally wanted to sell the book and couldn't find someone to sell it to and then a friend said well you should do it into a script impressions thoughts i i really like this movie it's uh, great. It was. It's funny. I've seen most of this movie. This is probably the first time I've sat down from beginning to end to actually watch it. Interesting. And it, this film completely holds up holds for a up. film that's as old as me. Uh, <laughs> it really holds up. You could, I mean, clean maybe clean up the print a little, but you could release this in a theater right now. Right if it now, didn't exist yeah. before, and you'd have a hit. This was great. And we, I think we saw the theatrical version because in subsequent years they've added, there's like the, the cutscenes, the, cut the famous spider walk down the stairs that Reagan does. Like that wasn't in this particular copy yeah, of it. Th this is the original one that yeah. theatrically released. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And it's, it's funny watching it now. It really is sort of like the gold standard for horror because you see how other people have aped it and parodied it and just oh, yeah. ad nauseum, ad nauseum, whether it's for horror or even comedic effect. Yeah, this this film has a, a little bit of everything. A million references to it in pop culture. From yeah. The head spinning to the vomiting to. Which you found amusing. Oh, God, that first. <laughs> what's my mother's maiden name? And he's like, <laughs> it's like. Karis has gotcha moment, and then suddenly it's just blam right in the face with some puke. <laughs> and you laughed that, and laughed and laughed. I've laughed at that since I was a child. 
you're, you're talking about I how you're say so horrified that... by it, and me as a little kid just remembers just him getting his face douched with a like it looks like Velveeta. <laughs> I think it was pea soup, if I re- remember right. It Reading. was very creamy. Yeah. I saw this as a young child, too, and I will admit I was completely traumatized by this film. <laughs> traumatized for years, to the point where I would actually beg my older brother to turn on the bathroom lights before, because we lived in an old pre-war apartment growing up, and long corridors and dark hallways, and I, in moments of just super freakouts i would always hear tubular bells in my head it would just go off at different random times and mm-hmm. i think that even freaked me out even more yeah that iconic yeah so crazy so crazy uh, i i looked briefly on the oscars list and saw that ellen burston was nominated for Best Actress and Linda Blair was nominated for Supporting Actress. I feel like that should have been the opposite. I feel like, not to take away from Ellen Burstyn because she's such a fabulous actress, but the goat here to me is Linda Blair. Yeah. For, for a, a young for child, a, for, a for a kid, kid actor. actor to pull what she pulls in this movie is phenomenal as far yeah. as I'm concerned. And she's, she, you, it like, there's no like any sort of hesitancy or whatever. This, no, this is she a, this is, is all somebody in. Who's committed to the part? Yeah, she's asked to do some pretty, pretty crazy things. Pretty crazy things. Yeah, like, there's there's moments in there where like even now yeah, as an adult like, in like 2022, shocking. I'm like, what? <laughs> what yeah, did I just there see? Are, there are some seriously shocking moments in that. Agreed, agreed. And I think I read because I've always been a fan of this film, even though it scared scared the pants out of, off me that. She really was fine during the filming. I think in latter years, there were issues with her. But while she was filming this as a young girl or young lady, she was fine with it. I guess she wasn't seeing it as like a completed piece of film, right? I mean, she's just doing her job as a young actress. So she's seeing, and I'm sure they don't film everything in in order, yeah. So I'm sh- I'm sure su- I'm sure certain scenes were just didn't have that impact. But once you sit down and watch this movie, it's like holy cow. Yeah, the the finished piece is just just nuts. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and like the the exorcism doesn't even take place until like the last half hour of the movie. Yeah. But it's yeah. like a good, it's a good slow burn. Uh, yeah. They're, they're not they're not diving right into. Oh, spooky jump scares and oh yeah. there's a demon in the house or anything there's just like hints of what's going on and like the the guiding thing is this like you don't want to accept that this is what's going on right 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 ellen burston's character doesn't want to accept it nobody wants to accept the doc the doctors right. even father Karras right. in the beginning does not want to accept what's going on it's, it's only until like they actually witness what's going on and the and the funniest is when the doctors just give up 
Yeah, and they're like, they're have you like, thought about going? Have you ever heard of something called exorcism? And it's just like, <laughs> and she's like, she's so incredulous. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's like, you want me to take my kid to a witch to doctor? A witch do- yeah, and it's like, it's not just like one doctor. It's like a team of there were like, like twelve people around that table. In, yeah, in the room, and yeah. they're just like. They're all in agreement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, exorcism is necessary <laughs> at this point. And they're trying to like science it up. They're yeah. trying to be like, well, if she thinks she's possessed by a demon, then she'll also believe that she could be cured by an exorcism. Right, right, right. Which I thought was so great too. I'm glad you said the thing about the slow burn. I don't know about you, but while I was watching it, I could see how this is the gold standard in horror because this is a horror movie something like hereditary reminds me a lot yeah. of this with the slow, Same, pacing, slow pacing little hints here it's and there building up this like this and then sort the of end like, is just batshit yeah it's it's edging you closer towards insanity yeah and hereditary did a great job job that. yes and that's why honestly that's why things like that really work and and to me are the better horror films are the better to like that's like true horror that's the type of horror that's going to scare you rather than just like huh! right you know, jump scares I'm jumping out of the window and I'm yeah. jumping oh there's there's a guy under the bed there's, oh you yeah know. yeah it's that's different that's that's just like adrenaline shock yeah. this is this is like this creeping dread that gets into your bones yeah agreed and, and then at the end it just builds up to just absolute chaos and insanity and floating beds and and wounds being torn open heads spinning Spitting. <laughs> vomit oozing a lot of stuff oozing yeah. yeah but really well done not like uh i mean not that stuff like that in evil dead 2 isn't well done but it's, it's a different type of <laughs> yes. oozing horror yes, sort of stuff yes, it, yes. It's, it's more comedic in that and in, in, those, in that in example movies. And, and in this it's just sort of like oh god this is so so like like when he has to take his little priest cloth away from her mouth after like she just sort of like lolls her head over and it's she's like a like a machine she's like a soft serve ice cream machine <laughs> and he's like gathering it and like we've all cleaned up a big mess with like too few paper towels and we're like <laughs> trying to like fold the paper towel in such a way that we don't get our hands too messed up and it's like Max von Sydow is doing that and then he's just like here take it he just gives it to Father Take Harris yeah that was just gross <laughs> but it's like that's like real gross you know and this it, it was just really really good I also want to say that in the 1974 Oscars Tatum O'Neill won for Paper Moon which she's lovely in but she was not Linda Blair. She was not Linda Blair in The Exorcist. No. This kid was, wow. I yeah, mean, kid, if you didn't tell me that wasn't that part. made up, I would have. I was like, oh, that looks like it could be real. And the other funny thing about this film that I've read that I think is public knowledge is that this is obviously based on a true story. I think they flipped it. It was originally a boy in Maryland. And these priests did an exorcism, I think it was in the 50s or 60s. I don't remember. But this is actually based on a true story. I did not know that. Yeah. That's one of those things that I I know for a fact. Um, I don't even have to look that up. I I remember that from just always, always. This was always something that, I mean, I think I went to, well, I don't think. I, 
I went to Catholic school. I think that's where I remember hearing that from. But yeah, so I think the other thing about this film, at least for me, being raised Catholic, is that complete terror that something like this could happen. Because as a Catholic, you believe in these things, right? And these are this is told through the lens of a Catholic priest and how the religion gets involved to help this this family. So when I think of terror, I think demonic possession is definitely high on my list of things that I find terrifying. I think also like in the, what was that movie? The Omen, right? The original Omen. There's that scene where, pretty sure it's the Omen, right? She, the woman is possessed and she winds up killing her baby and her husband. There's in, a, in the I could swear there's a scene in that. I'm pretty sure it's the Omen. I, I haven't seen the Omen from from start to finish in a long time either I yeah was probably a teenager yeah the only thing i i catch it on should, tv every should, once in a yeah. while and i wait for david warner's uh, david head warner's to head to do his little 360 <laughs> that was awesome also, another scene that yes finds even hysterics never, never ceases to make me laugh why do you think that this movie still holds up there's nothing going on in it as far as like special effects that that'll take you out like a, a lot of like old older movies from that era you love them you love them love the hell out of them but then you look at it now and you're like it's oh there's obviously blue screen going on they don't quite match or it's stop motion animation or something like that and you're forgiving of that Mm -hmm. but it still it breaks that immersion it breaks the immersion into the story this doesn't have any of that this is this is all makeup this isn't like crazy special makeup practical effects everything looks great yeah i mean and it's just the the performances are just spot Spot on on. there is no levity in this movie there is no like sort of like little aside where they're just like oh that was one hell of an exercise or anything like that no this is dour as far as these these what these characters are going through from even the beginning yeah especially father Karras, the whole story with him and his His mom and it's just it adds to that dread. I mean, even even like there's like that scene where I'm guessing he's dreaming and he sees he's like standing on this sort of like little island on a bridge. Uh, and, and Right, right. And he looks down the, the way and his mother is, is walking out of a train station and she just stands there. And she's talking, but you can't hear anything. You can't hear her. And he's like yelling. He's yelling and yelling and yelling. And he starts running towards her, and then she starts walking down the stairs. And then she goes back down the thing. Does he... I don't think he was even running towards her. I think he was just sort of like jumping and waving his arms, trying to... Get her attention. Get her attention. And then you see the face of that thing, I think, also. And the, the metal that eventually... Ellen Burstyn's character gives to the other priest. The St. Joseph's medal? Yeah. yeah. The one that Marin found in the dig mm-hmm. in the beginning. Yeah. Like, like that That scene, it was like it was like a nightmare. And there was nothing, there wasn't any monsters. It, wasn't, it was broad daylight. There was all sorts of people around. But just the way it was filmed, filmed. it adds to that atmosphere. It yeah, adds to that, that creepiness. And it adds to the sort of feeling that you're seeing somebody and was he had that dream before or after she died before she died before she died but it was sort of like prescient of that happening he knew it was going to happen and he knew his mother was going away and that was it he sees her and then he sees her descend into the 
subway and to the subway and the subway could be a creepy place sometimes especially, especially in the especially, 70s especially in the 70s yeah. the underground just the way it just the way that film and the and the way she looked seriously they cast a really good, good old lady for yeah. that part because she looked so sad and like you and can, you can picture scene, her saying Demi why'd you do this to, to me, me. Demi. yeah and even the scene before that where he meets the uncle at the yeah. sanitarium where he's like just confronted by all this crazy right yeah and she's tied down and, and there's no reason for her to be tied down she's just an old woman who wants to live in her home and die in her home yeah right but here she's surrounded by this and she and you see that when she turns away from him, like yeah. just in in just such disappointment and, and those, hurt, and those are her final days. Yeah, and he knows that, and that you could see he's just like crushed by that. Right, right. And then on top of that, now he's got this freaking demon and this little girl. Right, right. Who uh, who knows the stuff that she shouldn't know? Right. To the point where she's like using his mother's voice against him. him and like he like loses it yeah well he also saw her at one point when he walked into the room when when yeah, Marin said that. let's take a oh. break and he sees her sitting up sitting he sees her he sees his mother he doesn't see reagan he sees his mother yeah and the way it's filmed it's like so stark and cold yeah like you could feel the cold yeah they did like top to everybody's, bottom everything everybody's breath. breath when they go into her like, room like now they'd make that and the breath would be cg or something right right like that those actors were suffering they, they were in a cold locker, cold room yeah disguised as a child's bedroom and yeah it, yeah that was you, yeah it, it comes through in the film yeah it comes there's so many like iconic shots like the marin the, the pulling up the misty shot of uh, Marin pulling up in front of the house under the lamplight. Yeah. yeah, that's. I mean, if we ever get a poster on the wall, I would love to include that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great. I mean, that's such a iconic shot. And and even though Max von Sydow isn't in this a lot, like his performance is just stellar. He's like always old. <laughs> He was never a young man. Even in the sixth seal with the, no, the seventh seal, right? The seventh seal. That was a, that movie that he did. Yeah. Like Mark Bergman, I think. Yeah. I mean, like he looks as old death. as he looks in this movie. Yeah, no, no, Maybe I, by 10 years. I think, I think it's just cause it's black and white. And, and that, but I mean, it's, he was, that was 1973 when the exorcist came out yeah. and he, he looks like he's like 70 or pushing 80. Yeah. Apparently he was only 40 or yeah. 40 or so, some odd eight in that movie. Yeah, early 40s. And then you're thinking, oh, well, he was he was still working all the way into the late 2000s. Since, yeah. I mean, he was in Force Awakens. for like And a, Game of Thrones. Like a, and Game of Thrones. Who was in Game of Thrones? Yeah. Who was he in Game of Thrones? He was the Black, the Black Sparrow, remember? That um, the kid gets the power from. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes, the 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 one-eyed raven. That's whatever. it, the one-eyed raven. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, they recast it. That's right, and it was him. Yeah, yeah. So he was still working. Working. Yeah. Yeah, till 2010. I think that's when he passed he away. Was the brewmeister in Strange Brew. Oh wait, no, he passed away later than that, right? When did he pass away? I'm gonna yeah. go look now. He was now, Ming the Merciless. I loved him in that. God damn it. Bring her forth for our pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> he was so great. God damn it. Oh, he, he died in 2020. 
He was born in t- 1929, and he died in 2020. So he was, uh, what, 91? 91. Wow. God bless. Yeah. Work, working right up to the end, too. Yeah. And he didn't, I mean, honestly, he looked younger in Game of Thrones than he freaking did, or is that Star Wars? Either way. Either way. He looks He always. He looks um, as old as he yeah. did in The Exorcist in this picture. Yeah. He's a good-looking old man. Yeah. All right, scale of one to ten, what are we gonna give this film? Uh, I mean, I'd give this a nine. This is this is a this is an excellent movie, and it still holds up. That's that's the import. That's the amazing thing. It's it came out in 1973. It still holds up to this day. Like I said, you could release this movie today. If it, like if if The Exorcist didn't exist, you could release this movie, and and this would be a great movie. Yeah. You would still be thrilled. You may, you know what? I would probably say you, you, you might not get some of that past the censors now. You don't think? Some of the things that Linda Blair was doing, were, <laughs> it wasn't just pretty prof- shocking. It wasn't just profanity. It was total blasphemy. And, yeah. And yeah. Well, I'm sure you could still get it made. It's just it would play in like art houses and yeah, stuff. Like this yeah. is definitely not a mainstream movie. Uh no, I don't. Yeah. I don't think so. It, this is yeah, yeah. This is, this was this was great. Yeah, I'm gonna give this a perfect ten. This is from start to finish an experience. I again traumatized for many many years after initially watching this film. Traumatized for a very very long time. I can actually sit through it now as a grown person, but still still creepy to watch. Still impactful and terrifying to sit through. Thinking of the actual story and what it means and just the fact that this actually happened I think is also completely horrible. <laughs> uh-huh. This is my best friend's favorite, favorite film and this episode is dedicated to my Lenny who I love more than anything and I just want to say I love you. I, I'm so happy that you're there and that we get to traverse this life together. I hope that I'm a good friend to you as you are to me. And I just, I love you so much. And I can't wait to see you soon. I'll talk to you soon. And that's it from us. And we will bid you all a good night. Good night.